Hey everybody, thanks for hanging out with me for just a couple of minutes. Here our focus is being better and healthier than yesterday. Are you better? Are you healthier than you were yesterday? Here we don't compare ourselves to him or her. We compare ourselves to who we were yesterday. Self-improvement has no end. Health has no finish line. They are lifelong journeys where we take it one day at a time and here we do it together. So let's do this. Today on the Wellness Farmer podcast, it is episode 230. I can't believe we're at episode 230, but good times, good times. Before I get into the main content, remember, if you want to get in contact with me, the best way to do it is email and Instagram. So email benpagedc at gmail.com and Instagram at benpagedc. Very simple. The best way to get in contact with me in quickly is Instagram. And if you take a screenshot of this episode, tag me and I'll tag you right back. That's how we can get to know each other and get to know the community that we are forming. If you go to my website, pastelsreadofthisfarm.com, you get a book absolutely free called The Earth and Us. It talks about how our health is intertwined with the health of the soil. And I also have two books that you can get on Amazon. And if you live in the United States, you can get them on my webpage, pastelsreadofthisfarm.com. And you can you buy them using Bitcoin also if you work with Bitcoin. Those books are called Playing in the Dirt and also the four pillars of health. So you can also subscribe to this podcast. I would appreciate it on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts where you won't miss any episodes. And so if you're going to subscribe, leave a review because I read every one of them. I love the reviews. And it also helps get this podcast out to more people because this stuff is important. Today I have a special guest. His name is Alex Zek. We talked about how in these times, how do we, how do we understand, how do we weave through all these crazy people telling us what to do and how to live and to be healthy? And not only do we talk about these things, but we talk about how we can do it in a proper way, in the way that we should be doing as humans and how to reach our health potential in these times in this great fiasco called coronavirus. So without further ado, I present this interview I did with Alec Zek. Awesome to be back with you all. Today I have an awesome guest. I'm pretty, I was, I've been talking to him for the last 20 minutes and we could, could have probably talked forever, but we decided to start recording because we got some good stuff to talk to you about. It's Alec. So I got, I got Alec Zek on the show today and I'm excited because I love talking about health and the importance of health and how we need to make it a lifestyle. And then he's got an awesome story to share with you guys and how of how he's making it into a lifestyle and how we can move through these tough times that we're living through that's been going on for about five months. Um, these are times that are so different and we need to have the correct information to help us kind of weed through these difficult times. So I'm, exa- I'm super excited to have Alec on the show, I'm, but now I'm going to give the time to him. So he's going to he's going to give an introduction, and 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 he's going to let us know where he's been and and why he's doing what he's doing now. So Alec, take take the take the mic, and yeah, just go on. Yeah, thank you for having me, Ben. Um, so to give a, a little background on myself, um, 
so growing up, I followed traditional allopathic uh, medicine model. I don't think I ever questioned that whatsoever. Um, but growing up, I experienced, uh, my whole family sort of experienced uh, what I would say is a lot of trauma um, as a result of uh, abuse um, and it's sort of generational familial abuse. So my dad was uh, at the time extremely abusive, both physically, verbally, mentally, emotionally to me and um, my mother and then also my siblings. And um, my mom uh, was went to see a psychiatrist as a result of this abuse. Um, at the time, I had never done, I didn't do any of it. I sort of just stuffed all of that uh, trauma that I experienced down um, and have just in the last four years sort of uh, for the first time started dealing with that trauma. But my mom was, uh, went to see a psychiatrist and as with many people that go to see psychiatrists in the United States and in, in an allopathic model of medicine that is heavily influenced by the pharmaceutical industry, rather than talk through some of the trauma and process the trauma that was experienced, um, that my mother experienced, uh, they prescribed her multiple benzodiapines and SSRIs over the course of, of a long period of time. Um, and she was already on some of them prior to that, but then the trauma um, made it worse, right? So uh, fast forward, um, that was around 2005, 2004. I don't remember the exact date that my mom was prescribed some these uh, psych meds um, and she had already, was already on ones prior to that but then again like I said this trauma made it worse um, she she started experiencing uh, very very bad bouts of uh, psychosis um, hallucinations uh, was in and out of mental hospitals basically throughout the entire time I was in high school somewhat of it in middle school as well and then a lot of it when I was in college um, just as she was continually on these psychiatric medications switching off of them without tapering between the two sort of like doctors in the United States just hand them out like candy right and uh, was in and out of uh, mental hospitals and I was convinced uh, up until 2016 when it sort of all came to head that like I was either I, I mean I remember having a talk with my brother and sister that hey like very real possibility that we will lose our mom as a result of what she's experiencing we didn't question the drugs at all we just thought this was who she was right like that that she was crazy as so many people um <laughs> that are put on these psych meds um are labeled as crazy when in reality it's crazy to prescribe them these psych meds, especially without doing a proper analysis of their ability uh, to detoxify them or process them. And ultimately, uh, I'm of the opinion that they're not good for anyone, but it's okay if other people aren't. That's just, that's my opinion based on my experience. But anyway, we, my siblings and I sort of had this conversation um, in 2016, like, hey, we're probably going to lose our mom. That's, we just have to come to grips with that. We had our, already experienced multiple, like, times where you've been called in the middle of the night hey mom tried to commit suicide in a mental hospital um they caught her in the act blah 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 she tried to overdose blah 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 and it wasn't until as, as sort of a last ditch effort my mom uh was put in contact with dr kelly brogan who is a holistic psychiatrist based out of now florida but originally new york 
And I was graduating from the university that I was attending in New York, and it just so happened that my mom got in contact with her. My mom and dad both did. Um, they were still together at the time. They were no longer together. But she uh, went to Dr. Kelly Brogan, and Kelly Brogan basically was like, Allie, you're not crazy. You need to get off of these psych drugs. They don't do anything for you. Um, the allopathic model of medicine that we have is causing a lot, massive amounts of harm to people just like you in, so, in some, somewhat similar ways. People committing suicides um, all over the place are experiencing the same things as you. These, these drugs alter your brain chemistry and worsen your symptoms that you've experienced. You just need to process this trauma, get on a very clean diet. So started my mom on the whole 30 diet and you'll be completely fine. And when I first heard this again, like having experience with my mom, uh, so many different, like, like she had gone and tried this, this drug, that drug, this, it was just another thing for me. I was like, okay, well like ultimately it's not going to work. So I'm not going to get my hopes up. Fast forward three months, my mom completely fine. In a matter of three months, no symptoms whatsoever of what she had been diagnosed with by psychiatrists who are prescribing these drugs as bipolar disorder or any of the, the nature. She just needed to heal her trauma that she has experienced. That's it, as with many people, right? And she's after that, um, she like like I said, she's com completely fine all of a sudden. I'm like, whoa, completely fine just by changing your diet, adopting meditative practices, and healing some of the pain you've experienced. This is something that was I had never heard of before, right? And most people in the United States don't. Most people all over the world don't, especially if they're, they've they uh, sort of succumbed to the allopathic model of medicine. And uh, after that happened, my wife, um, so a little backstory on her, she was diagnosed with lupus and rheumatoid arthritis in 2007, I want to say. And she had been on, um, oddly enough, hydroxychloroquine. <laughs> for a number of years and citalopram and, and, and multiple drugs, even some psych drugs too, to combat the, it's, it's the, the typical thing with the pharmaceutical industry, right? You get prescribed one thing and then that thing develops symptoms. So you prescribe another thing to, to mask those symptoms, which develops more symptoms to prescribe another thing. My wife is on like, I don't know how many drugs, but multiple. Um, and then initially started with rheumatoid arthritis and led to depression. She prescribed something for that. So anyway, my wife, after we saw what happened with my mom, we were like, hey, like, you don't feel any better being on these drugs. You feel maybe a little bit better, but then you feel worse in these other areas because you're on these drugs. Why don't we try the same thing with you? We'll taper you off your drugs and get you on a whole 30 diet, the whole 30 diet, which is like a more strict version of paleo. And we'll see what happens. Fast forward three months for my wife, four months, three, three to four months, completely off all of her medication and her has blood work to prove that she has now been for four years, almost four years, actually right about four years now, in remission from lupus and rheumatoid arthritis and her inflammation levels are normal. So she basically has no symptoms of autoimmunity just by changing her diet. After seeing those two things, I was like, why do these doctors who are supposed to be experts, supposed to make patients better, and two completely separate fields, my mom was more so on the psych side, my wife on the chronic disease or uh, autoimmune side, seeing a rheumatologist, no one had ever said anything to either of them about diet, about nutrition, about exercise, maybe a little bit about exercise here and there, but I highly doubt it if you were to ask either of them. It was all, here's a medication to take, here's another medication to take, here's another medication to take. Oh, 
that like you're you are messed up so you need this not that your body is fine it just needs the proper environment and nutrition in order to heal right so those two points in 2016 sent me down this spiral that i've the rabbit hole so to speak of questioning everything that i've learned everything that we in the united states have learned regarding medicine or been taught to accept as normal regarding medicine and health and what health looks like and in in obsessing i would say obsessing is the right term obsessing over the 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 actual research and data to show that a more holistic approach to health and more natural or what some would call alternative, what many would call quackery, which oddly enough, quackery is the one actually healing people, healed my mom, healed my wife. My mom wouldn't be alive if it wasn't for quote quackery um, is ultimately those are the things that lead to true healing. And I'm not going to say allopathic medicine doesn't have some benefits, the acute and emergency settings that it offers is, is amazing. Um, some of the surgeries, emergency surgeries that it offers, amazing. But I would argue that everything else in the allopathic medicine model is completely flawed and has nothing whatsoever to do with healing and is fully influenced by an industry that that's bottom line is profit and keeping lifelong customers. So oh, for sure. That's that's a brief backstory on me and why I've come to believe what I believe. So my wife and I have been on, um, I would say, in between a plant-based slash paleo diet now for the past four years. And I used to get sinus infections like and, and, and strep throat, I think, twice a year and constant sinus infections. I went to see an ear, nose, and throat doctor like twice a year when I was in college and high school. And since literally just changing my diet and op- adopting meditative practices and then also healing my trauma that I experienced when I was younger, um, completely fine. And I don't experience any illness. So, yeah, that's that's sort of the as brief as I could be backstory on me. Sorry, I know it went, went quite some time. No, that's that's awesome because I love hearing personal stories of how people heal naturally. I mean, I love how you said that. It's it's all about environment, where we put ourselves. So if we give our internal, external environments the proper, the proper raw materials, the proper whatever it needs, um, we will heal. Um, the body will heal. The body is is a wonderful, wonderful biomechanical uh, living being that only wants to be healthy. And if we just put those those the 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 proper raw materials in the proper environments it'll heal period Absolutely. i mean it'll, i mean i mean your your mother was at the point of of like you're saying committing suicide and just by putting herself in the proper environment she healed and in the worst and, and the crazy thing about it is we're talking how many years was your mom on medication i want to say in total uh like i said she had i actually heard her talk to i don't know if you're familiar with dr sherry tenpenny so um she had a Instagram live with Dr. Sherry Tenpenny the other day, um, who's phenomenal doctor, uh, on the front lines against the pharmaceutical industry. But I think my mom had said 20 years in total 
um, with the really serious uh, ones coming around 2004, in between 2004 and 2006, I want to say. Um, but yeah, for a so number of years. Then. So we're talking, yeah, 23 years on, 20 years on medication and, and the decades before that being sick without medication. And in three months, her body was able to reverse all that. I mean, yeah. it's that's like that's like America. I mean, the, the body is so incredibly wonderful that if we would just trust our own bodies for once, look how fast the things can change. I mean, it, it's and I so I love hearing those stories about you and your wife and and, and your mother because that's it's more proof of the reason we need to trust our own bodies, provide the raw materials it needs, and put it in environments that are clean and pure. And the body does the rest. I mean, it's just it's just so wonderful. I wanted to ask another quick question. So uh, before we get into the, the whole um, this whole crazy environment we've been in the last five months. But how are you healing from your trauma? How are you healing from your emotional and your physical trauma that you experienced when you were a kid? What are you doing personally? So I would say, OK, so the, the things that I do personally and um one of them is has been by far the single most helpful men, mental health tool that I've ever had, um, and that's meditation. I meditate every day. Um, I think it's just as important as brushing my teeth, taking a shower, or eating, right? Um, that's what I always say to my friends who I recommend meditation to. Um, meditation being one, um, I'm not sure if you've ever heard of EFT, but it's like uh, – emotional freedom technique it's called tapping and it's sort of hitting these meridian points on your body that you're like energetic points in your body that you have in order to release stored trauma in those points um and it's literally tapping so it like looks I, I don't know if people will be able to see it, but like literally just tapping lightly on your on your forehead um and then a few points on your face and, and your shoulders um in order to release trauma while saying phrases repetitively in order to bring up the trauma associated with uh the stored trauma that's associated with any given emotion um so those two things and then and then nutrition has been another uh really helpful thing and i i worked with uh a narcissistic abuse uh therapist um named dr tammy joyce uh, based out of canada um, via Skype, actually, um, in order to sort of process some of the trauma that I ex had experienced when I was younger. Um, and it, that really happened within the last four years. Previous to that, I was just doing whatever I could to outsource my self-worth in order to feel better. So I went to one of the top public schools in in uh, the United States and that going there as an example sort of propped me up to make me feel better about myself. But I never felt better because of being alive. You know what I mean? Just being being a manifestation of, of the one creator um, and, and, and sort of falling back on that as why I am inherently worthy. I never had never experienced that. I, in order to feel worthy because I experienced so much uh, abuse growing up, a lot of it verbal, a lot of it physical. I was made to feel unworthy and I didn't feel worthy until I healed those parts of me that were made to feel unworthy. Beautiful. Well, thanks a ton. I mean, that's not easy to talk about, but it's, it's great to hear those things because um, I think the majority of us go through, go through something 
similar to that. Maybe the, maybe the trauma is not as severe, but we all have our traumas, and it's great to hear examples and, and also ways to help us get through it. That's one of the things I talk about a lot is, is the importance of meditation. But then I, I even add meditation outside, so why you garden? So I'm, I'm, I'm a huge fan of, of, of being outside and at working the soil. So that's one thing I always talk about. Yeah, meditate while you're working the soil. <laughs> yeah, no, but, it's, it's, it's this like level of mindfulness that you have. And I think being in nature, being connected to the earth, um, that's another one that I missed is grounding, which I'm sure you're familiar with, and sort of connecting your feet with the earth um, that, that we are in a symbiotic relationship with and, and this taking this mindfulness approach and being very introspective and, and delving within to understand why you feel the emotions that you do, what of your beliefs are ones that were impressed upon you and what are of your beliefs are intuitive and come from within yourself. Um, I think a lot of people aren't able to distinguish the two, especially because we have so many of these perceived authority figures telling us what to think, you know. Sorry, I just went on kind of a tangent there, but it's, it's all related, you know. Exactly. And that's what we're going to get into right now. But yeah, I love, yeah, I talk a ton about grounding and all that stuff. So yeah, it's just beautiful. You'd probably actually like my new book that just came out. <laughs> Dude, I'll buy it. Just send me the link, man. I, I love Cause, it. Because I talk, I mean, what you're talking about, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just wonderful. So, but let's let's get into this whole system and, and what's caught in this havoc of the last five months of what's called covid or coronavirus or all this crazy all these all this stuff that just doesn't make logical sense that's going on and let, let's get into that and 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 see what we can come out on the other side and help people understand the importance of of releasing this fear and living your life how you know you should be living your life and not how people are telling you should live your life Mm-hmm. Um, so what, what are your whole, what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on, on this whole, this whole, I call fiasco of the last five to six months? So I will say first off that a lot of people will struggle to see what's going on because they haven't done any of the introspective work associated with any of the trauma that they've experienced they're sort of just running off their programming um that they experienced from their childhood and haven't done the work to look at that so they aren't able to discern as easily as uh some other people are and it's not all black and white that's not always the case for everyone but i'd say that's the case for a lot of one a lot of people because like you said um the Everyone has experienced, it's all relative, right? Everyone has experienced some form of uh, trauma or something that uh, would require them to look at that and heal it, right? Um, and get to the root of it rather than mask the symptoms uh, with a pharmaceutical drug. Paradoxically, what is going on that many of these people who are on pharmaceutical drugs that have masked their symptoms or are addicted to eating unhealthy food in order to mask their symptoms, what they fail to see is that those systems are the ones that are that are sort of ushering this whole thing that we're experiencing along. Um, so I think so many of the decisions that are being made are being made off of this sort of imperialist, imperialistic um 
allopathic medicine model for combating things. And that system is inherently flawed because it is not about healing. It is about masking the symptoms, right? And a piece of this, um, Dr. Zach Bush, I don't, I, I'm sure you're familiar with him. He's, he's phenomenal. And yep. what he has sort of drawn comparisons to in areas that are using glyphosate heavily um, and also have adopted these mass industrial farming practices and also have insane amounts of pollution, um, whether it be from industry or carbon, uh, or also areas that are producing like high amounts of electromagnetic frequency. If you basically take a map of the globe that are have areas that are experiencing those things and overlay it with a map of the worst COVID-19 outcomes, they're nearly identical. And that's no accident. And the measures that we are taking to combat COVID-19, again, goes back to this initial mindset of the allopathic medicine model. Rather than getting to the root of the issue, we are just masking the symptoms. No pun intended, mask, right? Like, rather than getting to the root of the issue for both the individual and the environment, we are just masking the symptoms. And it's going to produce, it already is producing horrible second and third order effects, right? COVID-19 could be completely cured if we adopted uh, sort of like a more holistic, I want to say, like a regenerative agricultural approach, widespread. Stop spraying the environment with glyphosate. Stop eating foods that have glyphosate in them. Stop mass vaccinating everyone and just have everyone adopt a clean healthy whole foods diet and also heal their trauma right it would be complete like COVID-19 would be completely obsolete but the reason that's not happening is because these industries that I alluded to before that have all these people in these very sort of addictive states uh, being like their bodies are dependent on pharmacy their bodies are addicted to these foods that are absolutely toxic to them those industries make money off of those people that are hooked on their products and their food. They don't want that to happen. Ultimately, as a result of this pandemic, they will be the ones that are going to make a crap ton. Of, like you already see it, how much money has been invested into these rush to production vaccines, right? That's that's ultimately what will be the result of this is those industries make more pun, more money and more people continue to get sick. It's no accident that we spend the most on healthcare, again, allopathic healthcare in the United States, but have by far the worst health-related outcomes of any OECD or industrialized nation in the world. By far. There's yep. no accident. Oh, yeah. So. I totally I totally agree with what you're saying. And, and that's why it's so important to get the word. And that's why I, like, I, I love bringing people on the show like you because it's it's – needs to be heard from more people. I mean, I could say it, uh, mm-hmm. but it, more people need to come on and say it. And it's great to hear other people say exactly what's going on. And it's not even not even elimination of COVID, but it'd be elimination of, of chronic disease, period, if people would just return to regenerative agricultural principles. Yeah, it's, it's I mean, we would say a decrease. I mean, every, we could even, my profession, my profession as a chiropractor, I mean, that's one of the main things is, is, is pain, 
pain in the back, pain in the neck, that would probably disappear too. That would, Absolutely. That would, if we could, if we could just decrease the amount of trauma we're experiencing and then heal the traumas that we have felt. So the trauma we're talking about, all the traumas, like the food we eat and the stresses we live with, even our pain in our back and our neck would go away. I mean, so my job would just be able to, my job as a chiropractor would be to, would be to continue to guide people on that lifestyle instead of, instead of having to decrease so much pain. It wouldn't, it wouldn't even be that. It would be like, okay, you're coming to me so I can help you and we can continue to walk this path of health throughout life so you can live you can live with the highest quality standard of health possible. So it's just it's great to have people on and talk about this stuff. What what I want to get into next right now, because you, you you you've studied quite a bit, is is this whole this whole vaccine thing. I mean, so so this now they're trying to they're trying to bring on something that I mean, let's let's talk about this just a little bit. What are, what are your thoughts about the whole not just the vaccine and the COVID, but but just vaccines in general. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's vaccines in general relates, right? Like because you have to start at the foundation. What so many people, I mean, I would say the country's nearly split in half now, which is a good sign of like, whoa, why are we rushing this vaccine to production and why are we skipping like all of these safety steps, right, to determine whether the vaccine is safe or not. News flash, everyone. All the vaccines that we've developed thus far are minimally safety tested, have not undergone long-term safety studies, and ultimately have not proved against an inert placebo or in a double-blind study that they are efficacious or safe. So all of this falls back to, I, I think a lot of people are realizing this now, which is why you see so much censorship of accounts like mine. Um, I, I experience it, and I'm not even one of the larger accounts. I mean, you see, I don't know if you saw that today, Green Med Info um, was completely deplatformed on Instagram. They're the largest natural health database in the world, and they were deplatformed on Instagram today because they, quote, violated community guidelines on Instagram. And ultimately what that means to me, it's obvious. It means that they violated what the pharmaceutical industry's narrative is pushing, and Instagram is heavily bought out to that, so they don't like it, so they take them off, right? But getting into vaccines, so... The statistic that I always point people to, right, because I have a lot of people say, well, like like people that are older were vaccinated and they were fine. I'm like, yeah, you know what? They, they, they were. They probably were. But what? how many vaccines did a person that was born in the 80s receive versus how many do a vac- vaccines do they receive now? Um, and I, I posted it the other day. I forget the exact quote. I do know for sure what the CDC schedule is now. But I want to say that uh, a child up to age three in the in 19 in the 1980s only received i want to say a total of five doses of three vaccines or something to that effect it was a very very small amount right today a child in the united states and a lot of countries have not as much as the united states but have have very similar vaccine schedules um especially industrialized ones more more so european ones i'm not familiar with argentina's uh, vaccine schedule for children but in the united states now they received 25 doses of vaccine of I want to say eight vaccines by 12 months of age, 25. And we're not allowed. I mean, we are considered crazy conspiracy theorists if we question why the rise in autoimmune conditions, rise in neurological conditions, learning disabilities, eczema, asthma, 
chronic diseases, autism, why there is such a strong correlation between the increase in the number of vaccines vaccines administered over the past 20 or so years and the prevalence of all those conditions. If we even ask that, we're considered crazy. And people always ask, okay, well, like, why has the vaccine schedule grown so much? Okay, so 1986, the National Vaccine uh, uh, National Vaccine Injury Act, I believe is what it was called, um, was passed uh, in, in the United States. And it basically indemnified pharmaceutical companies or vaccine manufacturers from any liability associated with a vaccine. So basically, if you are injured you prove that you're injured by a vaccine, you cannot sue the makers of that vaccine. There is a 75 cent tax on every vaccine administered. And um, that tax goes into a government payout fund uh, for vaccine injured uh, children or anyone that's injured by a vaccine. But the problem with that is in order to even prove that you've been injured by a vaccine, it's you against the U.S. government and there is no jury. It's you against the U.S. government to prove that you've been injured, and then you get paid out by that by that fund. But basically, in 1986, when vaccine manufacturers learned that they can no longer be held liable if their products came uh, caused harm, the number of vaccines on the schedule skyrocketed, and it's been skyrocketing ever since. Now, by age 18, children receive 60, between 69 and 72 doses of 16 vaccines. That's insane. Mm-hmm. That's absolutely insane. And like, I understand to some degree the like the the perceived uh, necessity to vaccinate against some of these uh, deadly pathogens. But again, it all goes back to what I initially said. Your body's innate ability to heal if provided the right environment and right nutrition is phenomenal, phenomenal. And we keep outsourcing and discounting the power of each of our bodies and the capacity of it to heal if given adequate nutrition, sleep, water, exercise, environment. Like it's we we've we've our immune systems have evolved over thousands and thousands and thousands of years to coexist in a symbiotic relationship with these viruses, which viruses are not living organisms. They are solvents that are produced by our own bodies. They are produced by humans. I don't know if that's the case for the SARS-CoV-2 virus, but ultimately the necessity for vaccines is in question when you sort of see everything that's going on from the outside and why this industry is pushing it so much. And I'm of the belief that vaccines create more chronic illness which gives them more money because more people, most people will just go to their doctor and receive another pharmaceutical drug for their chronic conditions. It's just a scheme by the pharmaceutical industry. And I think they know this because if they're, why why they refuse to do a study that shows completely unvaccinated kids versus completely vaccinated kids is extremely obvious to me. They've already done the study. They've already done the study and there's no way they can manipulate the numbers to show that unvaccinated kids aren't as healthy or like are are the same have the same health outcomes as vaccinated kids they can't show it because that would be the study to shut up people like me right and it would be a very simple study to conduct they have all that data at the national institute of health they have all this data on hand why haven't they done that study you know what i mean um 
it's a it would be a very simple study to conduct and my my answer I, th I think it's really a rhetorical question they have done the study they've done the study they cannot find a way to manipulate the numbers to make it seem like um unvaccinated kids aren't healthier than vaccinated kids and that's why they keep on pushing this and silencing people like us who and, and, and the other piece of this is people keep on saying well you're unscientific in your views that's completely bs there is so much data, so many peer-reviewed studies, so many doctors that are willing, like, thank God for the doctors that are willing to go against the grain and sort of speak out, even risking their career in the process, being tarnished and torn apart in the media, in order to sort of expose that there actually is legitimate information to show that vaccines are unefficacious and unsafe. Um, but how that relates to COVID-19 is... I think this was a perfect opportunity. I mean, ultimately, pharmaceutical industries, the, the, all the companies involved, especially the four big ones, Sanofi, Merck, GlaxoSmithKline, and Pfizer, are all opportunists. And they're opportunists in the sense that they know that people are in fear right now, and they will do whatever they can to get a solution, to get out, to outsource the to, in, or, in order to suppress that fear or overcome that fear, outsource and, and sort of willfully comply with whatever these perceived authority figures that they parentified have to offer. It's a scheme by the pharmaceutical industry to rush in mandatory vaccines. And that's not just mandatory COVID vaccines. That's mandatory vaccines, period. They will use this as an excuse. They will they will completely manipulate the media and tech companies to sort of draw out this pandemic as long as they can, even though there's so much data on hand to show that this virus is not nearly as deadly as originally thought. Measures taken by authority figures were, when when compared to uh, measures taken by countries who barely did anything, there is no uh, statistical significance to uh, sort of um, to sort of warrant some of the response that that we did, right? Some some of the responses and measures that we've taken to sort of quote combat this in a very allopathic way, and they will do whatever they can to suppress information showing that, and to usher in mandatory vaccines because ultimately it will lead to more profit for them. That's what it, that's what it's all about, and you have one guy that is in charge <laughs> that is effectively in charge of the direction for public for global health that is the largest donor to the world health organization and vaccine manufacturers that has no medical degree whatsoever that is calling all the shots and that's not a conspiracy theory that's true he's the single largest donor to the world health organization he is the single largest donor individually to vaccine manufacturers and pharmaceutical companies. That's not that's not like me applying conjecture to this. That is that is those are facts and those are very easy to find on uh, <laughs> on multiple sources. So that's sort of what's going on with this. And I, I like ultimately what my message is on my social media platforms is to sort of wake people up to their own inherent power that they have inside themselves to heal. It starts within yourself, nutrition, water, exercise, healing trauma, being mindful, doing introspective work. 
that is how you heal and that is how you stay away from illness. It is not taking some pill. It is not injecting yourself with multiple vaccines. That doesn't lead to more health. Why are we the most heavily vaccinated country in the world and the most pharmaceutical? We, in America, we are we make up 5% of the globe populations and consume upwards of 50% of the world's pharmaceuticals. And we have the largest vaccine schedule. Why are we, if those are supposed to be synonymous with health, why are we the most unhealthy country in the world? Yeah, it, it just makes you want to add, I mean, hopefully people wake up. Hopefully we can help people wake up and understand like it does there, it, there's no logic to it there's no sense to it so yeah it's, mm-hmm. and that's and that's why it's so great to have people come on and talk about it and it's so important to understand that like you said it's we are always at a cellular level looking for help that's mm-hmm. all we know how to do so if we put ourselves in the proper environments our cells are going to do what they do if we don't they have to adapt to the environment, and we become sick eventually. And yes. yet, there, there, there's no, there's no need to, to, to throw in all these other chemicals to supposedly make us feel better. And then, like you say, um, the amount of profit some companies are going to make, forcing seven billion people to, to inject themselves with something is astronomical. <laughs> yeah. Oh my good! And 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 then all the pills are gonna have to take for the rest of their life. Because Man. of the problems they're experiencing. Exactly. It's beautiful. Yeah, and it's it's crazy, right? Like when, when you're in the position that you or I are, Ben, like seeing it from, from this this perspective, like <laughs> hearing people want like like I've heard multiple people say, like, Oh, I can't wait for this vaccine to come out. Like seeing it from this perspective, knowing what you and I know about the body's innate capacity to heal, if given the right natural things for it to heal that we've coexisted with for freaking thousands of years, it is literally insanity to see people. And it's sad how manipulated people are, how much the propaganda from the pharmaceutical industry and allopathic medicine has gone in order to make people believe that in order for them to be healthy, they are uh, humans are biologically dependent on pharmacy and 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 doctors uh, orders for their survival it like seeing it from the perspective of you and i i know you would say the same thing it's crazy it's crazy yep there's no to me yeah it, it, you get to the point where it's it, it seems illogical i mean it, you wonder and, and how you're saying right before like pharmaceuticals I, I love the i love the sign of of the of the farmer of the of the farmer's market where they're selling the vegetables and it says pharmacy above it because mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the pharmacy food food that's the pharmacy nutrient dense food that's the pharmacy so Spot on man so but this is so this is all causing so much fear and then fear causes so much sickness and and they have they have this all and it's all a cycle and they know exactly what they're doing and mm-hmm. that's why I say quit fearing something that is not even visible and is not causing what everyone is saying it's causing. I mean, not everyone, the media is causing. Mm-hmm. What the media is, media is saying, quit fearing it. Take your mask off. Quit using yeah. a mask. There's no need for you. No need. Just quit fearing. Get back to your life and don't worry about something that is not needed to worry about. I mean, this is just... It's one more stress 
in stressful situations that we're living that we just don't need. Um, well, the, the, in this, if, if you don't mind me uh, uh, interjecting real quick, you're spot on in, in what you say. And it's people forget that, and this is something that supposedly most people are supposed to know, that viruses, again, I don't know about this one necessarily, but ultimately viruses themselves come from us, right? They are they are sort of what, what uh, Dr. Ben Lynch, Dr. Zach Bush, and a few other people, Dr. Tom Cowan, he's phenomenal, sort of calling that they're these, these updates that are upgrades that, that our bodies produce naturally, and they're a way to communicate between us and our environment for sort of to upgrade our immune systems, right? It's not something like we've, we've lived symbiotically with these bacteria. We're made up of them. <laughs> We're made, well, like made up of billions of bacteria, uh, fungi, and viruses, um, and we have been for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. These, this idea that we're supposed to shield ourselves and do whatever we can to not allow these viruses to interact with us is the wrong approach. We've lived symbiotically with them forever. And I always use this as an example. If you are following a pod of dolphins off of the coast of, say, Florida, right, and you saw that the dolphins all of a sudden started dying, the first question that you would ask would be, what was in the water, right? What's causing these illnesses is what we are expo- all these synthetic substances that we are exposing ourselves to, both internally and externally by ingestion, injection, inhalation, and application. Um, that's what's causing these illnesses. It's not the viruses. The viruses are a byproduct, uh, a natural bodily response to those to those toxins that we are in contact with on uh, uh, that in in the modern world, right? And again, that all goes back to the fundamental flawed approach of us wanting to sh- like continue using all these toxins because these toxins that we're injecting and ingesting are supposed to be the ones that help combat us from these things that our bodies produce naturally it's completely backwards yeah i couldn't i couldn't have said it better i mean (laughs) that's it's we are supposed to live with them yep they are part of us and they keep us healthy as a matter of fact this fungi and the bacteria and these viruses without them we cannot survive i couldn't have said it better and i love how you say with the dolphins i usually say with the plants i mean we see a plant wilting what's the first thing we think it needs water. Or yes, 100%. And, and, and so we give it water. If it's still wilting, well, well, let's give it some better soil. Well, if it's still wilting, well, put it out in the sun. Maybe, <laughs> maybe it needs yeah. some suns. You, do, you, so, don't, so, you don't shield it from the sun. You don't cut off some of its leaves. You don't inject it with a bunch of fertilizer. I mean, some people do, but that's ultimately why our food is losing its nutrients, right? For sure. Oh, for sure. Backwards. Well, it's a... Thanks a ton for, for coming on. Um, this has just been, I, I love these conversations because it's, it's more people helping other people see what's wrong and what we can do about it. Um, so it's not just me saying these things. It's other people like, hey, let's wake up. And I love the perspective of other people. That's why I love bringing people like you on, Alec, because it, it's, it's a different perspective. But talking about such an important point that it needs to be said, and it's and it helps when we have different perspectives about these these important topics. Even though they're very similar, they're they're still different, and people look to these different 
perspectives, and that's how they grab onto these these these, these gems is with through other people's voices. And a lot of things you said, I just can't say it that way. So it's just great to have you on. I mean, where can people find you, Alec? Where can they continue to to learn from you? So uh, you can follow me on Instagram at uh, Alec A L E C dot Zek, and that's Z E C K. So Alec dot Zek. Um, I'm also, because of a lot of the censorship that is happening to the natural health community, I've also uh, transitioned to Telegram as my backup. So if you look up the Telegram channel, um, Alex Zek uh, on Telegram, that you can also subscribe to my Telegram channel that I'll be putting content out. Um, so I really appreciate you having me on, Ben. This has been an amazing conversation. Um, and I, I love love what you're doing as well down in Argentina and love that you're a chiropractor and you're sort of preaching this message um, as best you can using using your platform. It's, it's a really noble cause, especially considering how much this uh, the influence of the pharmaceutical industry has pervaded everything. So it's really refreshing to come in contact with people like you. Awesome. Well, again, again, thanks for coming on, Alec. And it was, like I said, a great conversation. I'm pretty sure everyone's going to love it. All right. So we'll, uh, well, hopefully we'll talk again. I mean, I mean, as time goes on, there's going to be new things to talk about. And I imagine we'll have some, we'll have some great conversations through, through, through the times. Absolutely. Absolutely, brother. Thank you so much.